Hey guys, welcome back to another season of It's the Love of God for Me podcast. My name is Melissa and I am so excited to have you on this journey with me. If you are new to this podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. Put on your seatbelt. This is going to be an amazing ride. used to and I was now in a new environment a new city around new people that made me feel so good and accepted and loved and appreciated and um, the first few months of living on my own I had finished up my certificate in business administration level one and two finally i achieved something that was good it felt really good and um at school while we were studying they normally send the students out for work experience so they had sent me out with a team a batch i should say and i went to work at this particular company and um, while i was there for the month you know i tried to put my best foot forward because they would train us that you know when you go in the working world first impression last put your best foot forward so that you're called in a position later on in life and so I went with that mentality and I did really well, pretty well for the work experience. I remember one day I was home long after finishing the work experience, maybe about two months after or so. And I got a call from the same company that they wanted to hire me because of my work ethics at the time. And I was so excited. I was so excited. A company wants me. I was so excited. And I told them that, um, yes, so they said they would call me back to schedule the interview, um, to let me know the the time and day for the interview. So, you know, I was staying put. And I remember one Monday morning, I was in my bed sleeping and my phone rang. And my boyfriend at the time, which was this man that, um, I'd moved out to live with. We didn't actually live in the same house because he had his own personal space, but he was oftentimes around me. If if he wasn't around me, I was around him. And so I remember, you know, I was sleeping and I heard him answer the phone. And I, I hear him say on the phone, why are you calling her? Did she tell you that she need any work? She's perfectly fine. She's not hungry. Do not call back this phone. And when he said that, I was I was shocked because, you know, um, 
I thought that was very odd and that was weird. Um, but I was so young and naive and being exposed to this kind of lifestyle where I had everything at my disposal. I literally had everything. So the only thing I didn't have was a car at the time. And I didn't have a car because I didn't want a car because I was scared to drive. You know, I was really, really scared to drive. But outside of that, I had everything. So, you know, I was young and naive and very inexperienced, not used to good things, not used to good life. So it's like I overlooked that, that sign because why wouldn't you want me to work and to grow and to better myself or to have a career? You know, it just looking back now, I know that it's just not something that is, is okay. And so when he said that, I, I thought it was strange, but I overlooked it. Fast forward to just enjoying life. You know, I wasn't working. I was just shopping and just, that's basically it. Going out with my friends, going out with him, eating, shopping. That's just it. Buying stuff online. That was just it. And I remember, you know, he started to, within the first year, everything was good. But going over into the second year, he started to show some different side of him that I didn't know was there or maybe I saw the signs but I overlooked it and so you know he would start to get really jealous and very possessive you know um he would always search my phones you know he would park up at my gate in the hours of the morning things like that he would start to have a problem with my friends these friends that he had loved and would well seemed like he was okay with them because when I had initially moved, I was always having slumber parties at home and all of that stuff, you know. Um, I was now being exposed to drinking. Um, and so I, I was doing all these things and he was pretty fine with it at first. But then after a time, he started to have problem with every friend that I had. It got so bad to the point where nobody wanted to be around me. They, they couldn't stand his behavior and his aggressive um, or his aggression so they didn't want to be around that so they didn't want to come around me when he was around you know and I, I still tried to make excuses and overlook these things and I remember one night we went to a party he and I because everything boiled down to just he and I he started to control what I wear where I go the friends I keep whether or not I could visit my family members whether or not I could be on the phone with my family members for too long and these things he was doing. And I remember one night he and I went out and we walked in the party and we were there because again, we I would start going to dances and parties now and things like that more frequently or you know more often. So I remember we went into this party and he left his bathroom and this guy came over me and I was just shaking because at this time he had never put his hand on me or anything but I would have seen his attitude towards my friend and just how sometimes he, he would even respond to me in terms of his body language or what he would say so I knew that this man was a crazy jealous type of person so I was in the party and I remember him 
when the guy walked over to me and I was having a drink and the guy was talking in my ears and I'm I'm like, sir, can you just please move? But I, the music was so loud, I don't think the guy was hearing me. And he came out the bathroom and he saw that and he grabbed me by my hand and started literally like just pulling me. Now, I was in heels, so just imagine that. He was literally dragging me, like pulling me out of the party. And, you know, he make a big fuss out of it all night. You know, and I keep making excuses for these, you know, maybe because he, he loves me a lot and maybe because he's just a jealous person and I keep overlooking these things. So fast forward to him traveling abroad to work and, you know, I was at the house by myself and none of my friends, they had no interest to come around me anymore because of him. So one of my cousin, we started to communicate. Now, this cousin was a far out family member. Like she wasn't one of the cousins that I grew up with or anything like that. You know, like you would have sister, sister, pitney, pitney, pitney kind of cousin. And so she, we started to communicate on social media and she reached out to me and we, you know, she said, she told me her situation and I said, well, you know, I had a two bedroom house. You could come and live with me because I was living alone and I was bored and everything. So she came and she started to stay with me and he was abroad and he knew of that and he was fine with it. I guess because he wasn't around, he was fine with it. And I remember, you know, him calling and she's talking to him on the phone and getting acquainted and everything was fine. One night, I went to the supermarket with her. And when I went to the supermarket with her, this while we were picking up the food, this man approached me and you know started to flirt and then he said hey you know i want to pay for those things in your trolley and me being so young and inexperienced and not used well not necessarily not used to but just young and just naive i was like okay hold on one minute sir and i started packing up the trolley and full of all women never need 10 of everything that i didn't need till it was just you know and then i took it to the cashier and the man paid for it so we exchanged number but I never called him, um, and if I can, can I remember correctly? Did I call him? I don't think I did. I can't remember if I did, to be honest. But I know that, um, fast forward a couple of weeks later, my boyfriend at the time and I, we, caught, we got in an argument, and, you know, he was still pretty jealous, even though he was living distant apart. I couldn't miss a call from him. You know, if I miss a call, I have to be explaining in depth why and it didn't make sense to him and so on and so forth. And I remember just being so upset that I went to take a walk. And um, in taking the walk, I left my cousin. She was sleeping in the house. So she woke up and she sent me a text message. And I want you to really write this part down in your mind. She sent me a text message. She asked me where I was. I said to her that I was out on a date with the guy that bought the food recently in the house. I'm not sure, I can't remember if that was the case and I really doubt it, but either way, I know I texted her that. And um, I think if my mind served me correctly, I was actually in the scheme, taking a fresh breath, but because I knew that she would have come where I was in the scheme, I didn't want to be around anybody. So I just tell her that to keep her off until I clear my head and everything then I went home so fast forward to months later um, my boyfriend at the time or the man that I was with at the time he came home and everything was fine but 
I noticed some things started to change even more, his absence. So he started to become very absent, you know, um, and with no excuses why he wasn't answering his phone. And I remember one night he was calling me so much. No, I was calling him for so many times and he wasn't answering. And so I was really, really mad at him for that. And the next morning I had some bills to pay. And this guy was so jealous that he paid a taxi to take me literally everywhere I wanted to go. But that morning I was so upset, so I didn't use that taxi. And I was walking and this, this guy that lived in my scheme at the time, you know, when I was watering the flowers outside, he would always drive past and, you know, peep his arm or stop and say hi and so on and so forth. But he had never really said anything much, I guess, because he would have drove past and saw that this guy car was always at my house. So he never really say anything much. So when I was walking out by the front, he drove up and he's like, hey, how far are you going? And I'm like, you know, tell him where I was going and so on and so forth. So I went in that car. My friends, as soon as I was on the, the, the main road, my phone began to blow up. My partner at the time was calling my phone. When I looked to the rear mirror, that was his vehicle behind the vehicle that I was. And so I panicked because I thought that he saw me. So I told the guy, get out of the traffic and speed. And I don't know, maybe he saw that I was in the vehicle or he, he probably suspects something was up, but he began to drive down the vehicle. And it was one road rage. We came up on this stoplight and the guy that I was in the vehicle at the time was so afraid. And, you know, he said to me, I really don't want to, I'm really scared for my life. You have to get out. So I get out of the car and I went into my partner car. And that was when my life took a turn, an even darker turn. This man became very aggressive and very abusive. He began to pull on my hair and just, you know, just was just hitting me and just, he was very aggressive. And um, I could remember when he got home, he just pulled me out of the vehicle and just tossing me around and just doing all of this aggressive, abusive things and just, you know, being verbally abusive and all of that. I could remember just crying that day and I was saying to him, you know, this is all this that you're doing for me is not worth my life. I, I really feel like I want to call my dad and go home. And as it, it was as if the guy was going to kill me that day. He was adamant that I was not getting out of that house alive. And his thing was, oh, I've given you all and everything. And at the same time, you're still cheating on me, which I really wasn't. You know, I went in that car out of spite, but it was an innocent drive. It was, was really nothing. So I knew from that day that I wanted out of the relationship because I had already grew up and witnessed abused with my mother, my aunt, you know, my in-law and so on and so forth. So it was just... I didn't want that for myself, um, so I knew I wanted out, I just didn't know where to start because all the money that he had given me, I was, I'd already wasted, 
and I didn't have a career at the time. I didn't have any money that I was saving because again, you know, I was so young and just wild and just, you know, my mind wasn't really on stability. So I, I wasn't really thinking. I didn't have that knowledge, you know, so I was just wasting money and so on and so forth. So I knew that I wanted out and that I had to find a way to get out alive. So, um, after that incident happened, uh, he took me by the, cause the first house that he took me when he was, you know, going on and tossing me around was his house, the, his own space. Then he took me to the two bedroom house that he had given me to live in. And he locked me in that house and left with the key. And I was there all day without, um, any ways to get out. He, he, took, he didn't tell me where I was going. I think he asked me where my cousin was because he asked me who the guy was. And honestly, my podcast listeners, I lied to him. I told him that the guy was my cousin, baby father, because I, 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 I didn't know to tell him, listen, it's the guy in the scheme. I didn't want to put anybody life in danger. So I told him it was her baby father and that he had came by to look for her but she wasn't at the house at the time so i asked him for a drive i have no idea where that story come from but that was the story i gave him so he said where's your cousin give me her number and he took her number and he left i text my cousin everything i told her the color car i told her what time the incident happened i told her what the guy was wearing i told her everything the story i told him and i said girl you really have to back me up on this one because this man wants to kill me today and she said, cause don't worry about it. I got your back. Don't worry, family first, yaddy yaddy. Then in the night, she came back with him. She had KFC chicken and all kind of different food. And he came in and you see in the day, even though he was tossing me around, he wasn't really like, it wasn't so bad until when he came home in the night. He began to hit me so hard. He was the first man that physically abused me and the last one because I told myself that, listen, never again, never again would I sit and allow someone to do this to me. He beat me so bad that night and my cousin was just standing there looking and I, I remember saying to her, can you just call one of our family members? You're going to stand there and watch me die. And all she was saying to him, stop, don't do that to her. Don't do that. Don't use, you promised me that you wouldn't do that. Stop. Then I see him grab her phone and say, give me this. Let me a phone. And he, he started to read the text. I am out on a date with the guy that bought the food in the house. Yes, you heard me. I said it. He read the text message that I sent to her months prior to him coming to Jamaica. And he beat me so bad. He said, I'm going to kill you tonight. Because I've been doing so much for you. And you're not hungry. And you allow a man to buy food in the house. And my friends... I got some beaten that night. I, I don't even know how I'm alive here talking to you. I was surprised that one of my ribs or something didn't break. 
my hand, my right hand was so, was beaten so bad till it was swollen. It, I couldn't hold it up for days. Same, same one had to um, massage it back to life because I felt like that hand was going to break or it was fractured or something. And after he was through with me, he turned on her and he said, he didn't hit her, but he said, pack all your stuff and get the hell out because she is your blood. She brought you here and you would have sell her out just like that. And matter of fact, stand here watching me killing her all because I told you that I was going to move her out the house and give you the house and you and I could be together. And that was when you see, you start telling me everything. And um, he threw the night, all her stuff and everything. And he locked the house up with me inside the house because he didn't want me to leave. And he left with the key. She pleaded the night, please, that she needed just to stay for the night. And I didn't answer her because I was just really shocked at the betrayal. I was very shocked. Can I say to you that when she had moved in she wasn't paying any bills i didn't allow her to pay light water anything she wasn't paying anything she had a room for herself she wasn't even buying food because he ensured that the house was stocked with food so i was never hungry and she was never hungry either we were eating the best things and she had everything she didn't have to spend a dollar I told her, just save your money and send it back home for your kids. And I couldn't believe that she, she did that. Hmm. So, again, he and I made, made up. He and I made up. And, um, I gave him another chance. Again, I, I really didn't have any option at this point, so I gave him another chance, and we continued in that toxic situation. We continued. 